0: A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive through Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option.
1: Zone. An industry that feeds the world is definitely an industry worth talking about. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Younke.
0: Well, what most people in Wisconsin are talking about this morning is the weather. And depending on where you are this morning, you're waking up with maybe some slick road conditions. Good morning, everyone. I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. Welcome to a Thursday. A Thursday that looks a lot more like Wisconsin in January than just a few days ago. Now, we've got some winter storm warnings that are out there, some severe Folks that are in Adams, Buffalo, Jackson, Juneau, La Crosse, Monroe, and Trempolo counties, you're looking at another 2 to 4 inches of snow possible before this front moves out later today. That means you can plan on slippery road conditions and some possibly hazardous travel this morning, and that weather system is going to hover over you until about 3 p.m. this afternoon. As far as the rest of us are concerned, uh, most of the damage has already been done. Uh, There are slick road conditions out there. There are snow-covered roads, so you're going to want to make sure that you're paying attention to that for today. Uh, The snow showers will continue until at least noon, probably into later afternoon for folks in western Wisconsin. 36 are expected high today, so kind of right where we're at right now. Tomorrow, cloudy skies and 30 degrees. Saturday, cloudy skies and 28. Sunday, more clouds and 30 degrees. If I take a look ahead at next week, more sunshine in the forecast, but not much as far as improvement on temperatures. Stumach, our ag meteorologist, coming up for the weather details you're looking for.
2: Join the fabulous farm babe, Pam Yonke, along with Wisconsin soybean and corn growers at the 2023 Corn Soy Expo. It's February 2nd and 3rd at the Kalahari Resort in the Wisconsin Dells. Pam will be broadcasting on Thursday with ComCare Financial at booth 409 and Friday from the Wisconsin Soybean Board booth, number 701. For more information or to make plans to attend, visit cornsoyexpo.org.
3: My name is Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. The whole point of a turnkey installation is that you don't have to do anything for this system. We do it all. All the permitting, we do all the work. Anything that needs to be done to make this system up and running and good, we take care of it for you. It seems like it never fails. I I get a customer turned online and their solar is producing. Sure enough that next month they want to show us their bill. Look, zero dollars.
1: Go green, save green at OlsonSolarEnergy.com.
2: Snowstorms, high winds, sub-zero temperatures to kick off the winter were really the first real test for your electrical grid. Are you confident that it'll make it for the next four months or so of winter? I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Now that you've got your tank heaters, shop heaters, and other additional loads added to your power grid, be aware of how things are working. You may need an upgrade to keep your operation running or to prevent a fire. This is all advice from Jeff Malcook with A1 Electric in Monroe.
4: Wintertime is actually when it kind of kicks in because they seem to notice they've got problems. Anytime you've got concerns about your electrical system or you're going to be adding a, a load to your system, you should by all means have it looked at. One new light isn't going to make a noticeable difference. But you start adding block heaters for your tractors or ventilation additions, that can cause a, some sizable issues on your on your system.
2: During the winter months is often when barn fires happen, and oftentimes it is because of an electrical issue. Is that what you've noticed in your experience?
4: In the winter, you start using portable heaters, electric heating devices that probably haven't been looked at in years. Rodents, mice, raccoons can cause havoc to both electric and gas heating systems, both in barns and machine sheds and shops. One thing to look for is a spare wire. You can tell a lot just by looking at your system. If you see wire chewed up or it looks really old and decrepit, it may look okay, let's call it, but it can easily overheat or cause a spark. And the same goes for the electrical systems in the building. I mean, it bears being looked at, absolutely. But 99% of the contractors will give you a free estimate. If you call and say, you know what, we're we're looking at doing this or we really want this looked at, I know our company will come out and, and give you a free estimate a, a quick once over and tell you what what's good, what's not good, what maybe should be addressed. And we're trying to help customers get away from hooking it up themselves because 99% of the time it works, but it isn't properly protected or done to code.
2: As farm broadcasters, we get to talk to every every farmer in Wisconsin, whether they, they've got a brand new operation or they've been on their family farm for 150 years. And Buildings haven't changed too much since the farm started. Does the age of the building matter when it comes to the power grid? Who needs to really be paying attention to how much power their their farm can handle?
4: The age of the building isn't that important. The age and conditioning of the wiring is where the where the main concern lies. Uh, if you've got old cloth wiring, that's a giveaway. The age of the system will impact the performance and safety. If your wiring is cloth covered and not call it plastic covered chances are there's no grounding conductor the same applies to the older plastic previous 1975 76 a lot of that wiring didn't have any grounding conductors also which means if your heater shorts out or your piece of equipment shorts out you don't have a fault path back to trip the breaker or blow the fuse and that can cause overheating. We're right back to your your fire issue that we've addressed previously.
2: If your farm is doing an expansion, maybe you're you're adding automation, maybe you're adding uh, onto the barn. I mean, that could also stress out the power grid. Can you walk me through kind of the the planning process for that? When should you get your electrician involved?
4: normally, what we what we love to see but rarely happens is the day they decide they're going to, let's say, add onto their barn, they call their general contractor, their carpenter, and they call us. And we both go, and maybe not at the same time, maybe the carpenter draws up a set of plans, and then they call us and go, okay, here's what we're talking about doing. What do you recommend? And then we can go, either your system is great, or you know what, this isn't going to work. We need to address some issues on the available electrical system end of it. Because nine times out of 10, adding on to the building or adding the, whether it's a new grain bin, a new freestall barn, a new farrowing, farrowing building, that's the easy part. The hard part is getting the mechanicals to it. The plumbing, the electrical, that's where the problems lie. The earlier they bring us in, the less expensive it's going to be.
2: I want to talk about more signs that your power grid needs updated. You kind of talked about the appearance but are there other signs that you need an update what comes to mind for me is like flickering lights but I'm sure there's more
4: you're spot on with the big one flickering lights dimming lights that is the easiest way to tell there might be an issue now the issue can easily be something as simple as bad connection out at the utility a bad connection right at your point of service a bad connection anywhere will cause your flickering lights if your lights dim in the old days when you flipped on your uh your vacuum pump in the barn, you could dim the lights in the barn. For the most part, that's okay. That's a large motor inrush load. But if you're not running vacuum pumps anymore and your lights are still dimming, let's say if you turn the the dryer in the barn on or if you've got a, a clothes dryer in the barn or you start your milk wash system at night and that dims your lights, or that right there is sign number one that hey we might have an issue also if your outlets don't have three prongs if they don't have that that ground prong on the bottom of them which is the the semi-round one that's another easy homeowner or owner sign that okay maybe I should have something looked at both from a safety endpoint or safety standard and just a preventative maintenance standard
2: You know, we've been talking a lot about the outbuildings and the farm buildings, but if we look at the old farmhouse, I mean, that may need some attention too. Are the problems the same as with the barn or are there other things you could be looking for in the house that may be a sign you need to upgrade?
4: Houses, knob and tube wire, the old, the old two separate wires running across your attic on what looked like electric fence insulators. If you've got that or that is visible in your basement, it might be time for an upgrade. A lot of insurance companies are really pushing that right now. They've also spent in the past roughly 10 years really pushing. If you have fuses, they want you to put in circuit breaker boxes at home and throughout your facility. Other things you can look for in houses are outlets falling out of the wall. We see a lot of that in the older houses because of the old horsehair plaster and how the boxes were installed. If you're still have push button light switches, a lot of older farmhouses pre 1970 had the old push button light switches. That instantly tells us as electricians that you are 99% sure you have knob and tube wiring throughout the house. Now, do you have to address everything all at once? Absolutely not. But there are at least places to start to look. Also, if the if the wiring on the outside of the house, that if your house is fed overhead, if that's starting to look, you can see bare wires or it's starting to fall off the side of the house. It's easier to fix that in the spring than it is a day like today when it's you know, 11 below and the wind's howling. A lot, Like I say, a lot of this is just preventative maintenance also.
2: Do you still have to deal with any kind of supply chain issues, Jeff, that may... You know, push a project date back, or have you found that things have cleared up when it comes to getting supplies or equipment or anything like that?
4: The supply chain issue is our biggest headache right now. Labor is a close second, but if your project is a house rewire or uh, wiring a shed, wiring a shop, things like that, it's not an issue at all. Supply chain, we've overcome some hurdles and some things have gotten better. But if you're looking at a large expansion or a conversion to three phase, Things like that, our supply chain issues are, they're not as bad as they were, but we are waiting right now. We're waiting months for electrical panels if if they're on a larger scale, four to six months minimum.
2: So what are the biggest questions that you get, Jeff, this time of year from your you know agriculture customers, whether it's an operating farm or, or the old farmhouse?
4: Our grain farmers are starting to pre-plan for next year for any expansions and or replacement of equipment. More so this year than in previous years just because of the supply chain issues. Dairy customers are starting to look at expansions based off more lumber prices than electrical prices. But we are starting to have uh, farm expansions trickle in. Uh, Right now the big thing is robot milkers. Robot milkers are extremely popular. We're getting calls on those on a fairly regular basis now. Used to be we'd get calls to put in new vacuum pumps or aid in the pipeline installation. Now it's, we're switching to a parlor or we're switching to robots. Those are the calls that are coming in right now.
2: Jeff, anything else that that you wanted to touch on that I'm not asking you?
4: Like I say, don't be afraid to call your, your electrician. Don't feel that you're wasting his time no matter who it is, they'll gladly come out, they'll they'll gladly look stuff over, they'll gladly put it in terms you'll understand. Nine times out of 10, it won't cost you a dime to have an electrician come out. Don't be afraid to get a quote to find out roughly what it's gonna cost. I mean, you need to know what these larger projects are going to be before you start them so it, it avoids any surprises down the road at the tail end of the projects. And third would be, don't be afraid to have your electrician meet with all the rest of your contractors I think that this time of year everybody should just really be be aware of your cattle waters, be aware of your cattle. You're not looking for the normal telltale signs this time of year. You're looking for are they drinking? Are they do they look healthy? Are their ears warm? Just silly stuff like that that can be influenced by your electrical system this time of year when things are very very cold and haven't been used in a year. This is the first real workout the systems are going to have for this for this year
2: so if you are thinking about an expansion or want to schedule an electrical project this spring it's best to pick up the phone now for a consultation and to get things rolling before problems arise that's the advice from jeff malcook he's the construction manager with a1 electric in monroe from the southern end of the world's longest barn in madison i'm stephanie hoff
1: this is the midwest farm report with pam young
5: Tom Spitz
6: And David Fink of Settlers Bank We make it easy to access the bankers you know Bankers who listen to your goals Then offer expert advice and solutions That simplify even the most complex financial matters Virtually or in person, we're here when you need
7: us To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com
8: Settlers Bank Timely decisions People you know
9: Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender When it comes to custom wedding rings, get to know your Denny's Jeweler.
10: Denny's Jewelers does offer
2: affordable custom wedding bands, whether it be gold, silver, diamonds, gemstones, platinum. You bring your wedding band idea and we'll point you in the right direction. We'll show you all the options. I am Sarah Denny Alexander. Come meet the entire
9: Denny's family at Denny's Jewelers.
1: You're worth so much more. Have you ever had the choice to accumulate wealth or go into debt? Let's play would you rather. Would you rather have $190,000 in total compensation or be $29,000 in debt? That's the choice between paying for a bachelor's degree that might not even land you a job or an apprenticeship with Lyuna that will lead to job security, a pension, stability, and a lifetime of great wages. You're worth so much more. Go to lyunawisconsinorg join to learn how to accumulate wealth instead of debt.
3: Sweeta Metal Roofing customers choose us because they don't want to worry about their roof anymore.
8: There's no curling, it won't blow off, and you won't find granules in your gutters.
3: It's one and done.
8: It is the last roof you'll ever need. I'm Mike. And Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a Sweeta Metal Roof.
3: S-W-I-T-A Metal Roofing
1: Sweeta Metal Roofing, the last roof you'll ever need. Did the chickens come home to roost last night? We'll find out. This is the Midwest Farm Report.
0: Well, if the chickens had to move around much overnight, they had to have some uh, high-stepping galoshes on, because I'll tell you what, basically everybody has picked up a little bit of snow as we start our Thursday morning. Let's find out what's coming up the rest of the day. Stu Macher, Ag Meteorologist, joining us live this morning. So uh, the thriving metropolis of Eden, what does it look like this morning, Stu?
9: Oh, an inch, maybe close to two. The hound dog got down to the deck pretty quick stepping in it.
0: Yeah, and mine actually seemed to enjoy it. I mean, the nice part about it is it's not bone-chilling cold out there this morning.
9: No, and we don't have a strong wind with it, but it is wet, kind of sloppy stuff. There's no doubt about that. Uh, If I'm looking at amounts, my snow reports are coming in a little slow this morning. I suppose everybody's wondering what else is going to happen. But you look at the amount of moisture we received, 28 hundredths of an inch at Madison, 38 hundredths of an inch at La Crosse, 17 hundredths at Fond du Lac, and pretty equal for Moston in that three-tenths or a little over range. That would translate, I'm thinking, to three or four inches of snow. A couple of reports in Reedsburg and Sauk County, 2.8 inches of snow. Iola up in Waupaca County, five inches, 5.1 being reported at this time and less than an inch over at Jackson in Washington County, right along I-43, so the rain is a little stronger. There's rain, if you will, in that southeast part of Wisconsin. Low pressure is pushing on through northern Missouri, southeast Iowa this morning. There's a band of snow from western and central Iowa into southeast and eastern Minnesota, northwest Wisconsin, and then all the way across the northern part of the state. A little narrow band of some snow from Madison North just making its way on. Going to be a Beaver Dam and Fond du Lac exposure in the next hour or so. Not that it's a whole lot of snow making, but we'll continue to add some accumulations to what we've seen today. Maybe another inch or so. That could be about the extent of it, but there's a lot of moisture with it, slippery conditions. All those watches and warnings are in, in order right now. We'll update those right after this.
0: I know we're through the holiday seasons, but I'll tell you what, we have to do something in Wisconsin to liven life up. And my suggestion... Take a visit to Bavaria Sausage Kitchen. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee here for Judy and the crew, ready to serve you a little excitement on the grill because in Wisconsin, we grill year-round. I was really happy to see that they have got their red lager beer brats on sale right now, a six-pound box. And I'll tell you what, this is a one-of-a-kind flavor. They are my personal preference when it comes to putting them on the grill. Why? Well, in part because they're pre-cooked. Not only do they have that old world authentic flavor, but they're awfully simple to put on the grill on moderate days in January to enjoy and get a little feeling of the summer back for just a moment. I'll tell you what, this other good part about the beer brats, you can buy them online or you can visit them at their retail location. Monday through Friday, 9 until 5 at the corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitch Runner Road in Fitchburg or online, BavariaSausage.com. All righty, buddy, let's have the details on what we should expect the rest of the day.
9: All right, well, that winter weather advisory in effect until 9 a.m. for Madison. The winter storm warning still in effect until 3 p.m. for La Crosse and Boston. Beaverdam, Fond du Lac, Oshkosh, the winter weather advisory till noon today. Let's look for snow, some fog, cloudy skies, Could be a little rain, Madison, maybe Beaver Dam in the south. A little drizzle in the south here a bit later. Snow ending from west to east through today and tonight. Temps today, mid-30s. Northeast winds becoming northwest, 5 to 15. Any talk of snow ends overnight. We stay cloudy, falling into the lower 20s. The Northwest winds still 5 to 15 and gusty. Cloudy skies on Friday. Only into the upper 20s, the Northwest winds 5 to 15 could gust to 25. Mostly cloudy Saturday. Back in the upper 20s, Southwest winds 5 to 10. And, Pam, just because it's happening, there's a small chance there could be a little snow trying to wedge in Sunday, especially in southern Wisconsin.
0: All right. Well, we've got a little bit more time to try to ferret through that uh, conversation. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. Stu, appreciate it. Stu Marker, Ag Meteorologist, with your weather update. Don't forget, uh, if you've got some snow totals or weather-related information, 877-301-FARM connects you directly to us.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
2: Hey, Wisconsin farmers. You know that when it comes to corn success, it's yield first and everything else second. And in 2022 independent trials, Dairyland seed brought the yield like no other all across the Badger state. We're talking 45 top five finishes, 24 top three finishes, and 12 first place finishes. So when you're making the critical decision on what to plant this year, look no further than the seed proven to outperform Dairyland seed. Find the corn hybrids bringing the most yield in your area at Dairylandseed.com.
1: They need to know that they should never be taken without a prescription and never shared with friends or family. It's dangerous and illegal. So talk with your kids and guide them through the challenges of growing up safe and healthy because when you talk they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs visit (laughs) underagedrinking.samhsa.gov
9: The nightmare of working with some contractors is much like being on a bad date. They take forever to return your call. When they do show up, they leave your house a mess, and then they throw in weird surprises.
6: Swipe left.
9: Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company who does return your calls, leaves your property clean, and never any awkward surprises.
6: Swipe right, and let's get the conversation started with a complimentary estimate. ActuateLLC.com Design. Create. Actuate. This is Matt Gunderson, and this is Elmer, our canine cuddle ambassador here to provide good-natured, loving, fuzzy support to further our level of personal care. Someday you might meet Elmer as we assist you with an individual life celebration. Let
8: our family help your family.
6: Visit GundersonFH.com. Over 100 years as your hometown life celebration center.
7: You can't change the price of gas or groceries but you can change the amount of your energy bill. Benjamin Plumbing is now a certified dealer of Rinnai tankless water heaters, the number one tankless water heater in North America. They're up to 40% more energy efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot day and night with your old water heater.
3: Benjamin Plumbing.
1: We all get hit by the storms of life. I had noticed my legs were swelling, and we went to Maine Medical Hospital. And they said, oh, Mr. Conquest, can you get up for your MRI? And I remember pushing up off the bed, and I fell. Next thing I know, it was three weeks later. And I was paralyzed. It was a pretty low point to not be able to do the things that I love to do. PVA was there the first day.
9: Thanks to PVA, paralyzed veterans are getting specialized medical care and treatments, the benefits they've earned, the jobs they want, and the accessible vehicles and homes they need.
1: PVA has brought me back to life. I've fallen a few times, and PVA is like, get up. We just keep getting up.
9: To learn more, go to pva.org today.
3: So, Zach, speaking of uh, something significant, how significant was it to finally get Tyler Wall back in the lineup for the Badgers?
7: He wasn't perfect, but it was <laughs> he was certainly a welcome sight because they actually had two guys to post up. They had a guy that was a, a versatile defender and you know was able to match up with guys. I thought he was great in the start to the open in the second half. I mean, they're down six going into the second half. Not not a ton of inspiring basketball being played. No. And uh, he's a big part of that 10 to two run, including, you know, the steal and coast to coast layup um, that gave him a lead. So I, it was great to have him back. Uh, he's a little bit, there was some rust there. Um, he still hasn't fully.
3: He's a little, walking a little gingerly. I, I'd imagine yeah, he's, a little bit.
7: he's not, he's not all the way back. He continues to, to struggle in the in the post. I don't want to say this because of the ankle, because he was kind of struggling before uh, just finishing, finishing inside and not playing through, two feet, but you can tell that he obviously gives them a little something that they don't have elsewhere on the roster and, uh, for him to play as much as he did. And, uh, you know, he's not healthy, as you said, he's, he's, he's going to have to play through this for a little bit, but, um, it was huge huge list for
3: them well you don't have to be a genius Zach to watch the Wisconsin Badgers play with and without Tyler Wall and and see you know when you have a Carter Gilmore that plays hard but maybe he's not as physically gifted as a lot of the guys he's got to match up against when he's playing 10 to 15 minutes and Marcus Ilver's logging around five minutes a game you can get by and and you can kind of uh, get them some minutes in games like in Big Ten play but without him and all of a sudden both of their minutes just significantly increase. you clearly find that you have a hole there.
7: Yeah. I mean, Carter Gilmore playing played 14 last night and Mark Silver didn't play. I don't necessarily think that's ideal. You would like to get someone, you know, some of your young bigs, some minutes, but, um, it's much more ideal than Carter Gilmore playing 30-some-odd minutes and, and the other way around. Yeah. I, that's not a shot at Carter. I'm no, I, 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 he's got he,
3: to take up some minutes, but, yeah, he can't be playing 30-something.
7: Tyler Wall is a, you know, is, there was their leading score. He's now tied as his leading score and and rebound and second-leading rebounder yeah. and all the stuff that he does. Like, when you take that off the floor, it's going to be very, very difficult. We saw it
3: was very, very difficult. Zach. Uh, Zach a sports director, joining us right now. Uh, speaking of big men, my God. So uh, there's there's trajectories there's trajectories that I like and don't like. One would be like the Frank Kaminsky trajectory where, like, you know, you, you start out slow, but the you end up your career hot. The other ones, you look like you're going to start out hot, and then you just bottom out. I call that one the reverse trajectory. Uh, Steven Crowell, though, how good has this guy been uh, coming into this season? And now what does he have, uh, career highs in points, rebounds, assists? Like, what is he sitting at now?
7: Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what he is sitting at. He's sitting at career highs in all three of those categories, and he's been fantastic to play. Three games of 20 more points in his last six. Uh, the only dud there in there was, was Indiana, yeah. where pretty much everybody had a dud, so you can forgive him. But last night, he was a man, and and, and that's what Ty Wall said second half, he just yeah. took
3: over. He was dragging a hog around.
7: I mean, he's like, he, it's like Ty Wall said, I, I can't say much about him other than that he's become a man. He's become a grown man in this league and he's a, he's a he can be a force in this league and that's exactly what he has been lately and in penn state's not a big team um and he took advantage of it but, but but there are times there are times in the past with him and some other bigs where they wouldn't take advantage of it where they kind of don't show up even in games where they should be dominant and Greg Gard was like, you know, he's become a guy where he's calling for the ball. Like, he's demanding the ball in the post. And that is, uh, I think, a significant jump for him. Because that, that means the confidence is off the charts, right? Yeah, like, he's crushing. If you desperately want the ball in all the big spots. That's exactly what it is. I, you know, my only issue with last night was him not getting the ball in any of those last two. Yeah, that was
3: like, what, what Wisconsin go scoreless in the final th- three minutes of the game? Yeah, 259. They didn't, they didn't hit a field goal. And, and they um, went away from Crowell, which was bizarre to me.
7: They did. I mean, Tyler Wall got a great look on, on one of the possessions. Um, and on the other one, yeah. But to me, you have to touch the post with Stephen Crowell. Now, again, Tyler Wall, ton of success and, and all that. But the way Steve was playing, you kind of would hope that you would get the ball in his hands mm-hmm. and at least once on one of those two last possessions. They didn't do it. It didn't cost them. And we haven't even talked about the biggest defensive play of the game so far uh, or biggest play of the defensive game. Excuse me, the biggest play – defensively for them. Chucky coming over and getting that
1: charge. Yeah, the charge, um, baby. I mean, it
7: was, it was huge. I mean, he came from the other side of the court, great help defense, and, uh, and got the charge. He got a couple charges last night that were huge. The Penn State coach called them the plays of the
3: game. Um, Brad Davison was he nodding in a pool, Zach. Brad Davison was, was smiling from afar.
1: Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Young. Well,
0: and the cooler temperatures we're experiencing around Wisconsin this morning and really right on through the weekend could create a little red on your skin if you've got to be working outside. It looks like today we're about as warm as we're going to get right now. 36 degrees are expected high. The snow that we're experiencing in Wisconsin probably going to taper off by early afternoon. Uh, Tomorrow, cloudy skies and 30 degrees. Saturday, cloudy skies and 28 degrees. So glad you're along with us. I'm Farm Director. Pam Yonke, I'll tell you what, the team was busy yesterday all over the place. We caught up with Wisconsin Senator Tammy Baldwin at a dairy farm in Cambridge. Charity Sebecker was at the Wisconsin Farmers Union Rural Lobby Day. And Stephanie Hoff and myself enjoyed day number one of Dairy Strong. We'll try to get it all jammed in for you before the end of the show. Today is the 19th day of January. Let's see. On this day, back in 1915, George Cloud patented the neon discharge tube. Neon lighting soon became very popular for outdoor advertising, and it's still around in some modified forms, even today. Neon advertising, neon lighting started on this day back in 1915. On this day in 1988, the uh, crime drama series, 48 Hours, premiered on CBS, this date back in 1988. And happy birthday to the country gal everybody loves, Dolly Parton, 77 years young. And there you've got it. Well, like I said, all of us were busy yesterday trying to keep you up to date on what's happening with Wisconsin agribusiness and Wisconsin policy development. Wisconsin Senator Tammy Baldwin took time out of her schedule to visit Hinchley Dairy in Cambridge yesterday. She was flanked by officials from the Isomark Health Group, as well as CoBank, talking about the Rural Business Investment Program. Our own carry Mess was there.
3: Senator Tammy Baldwin joined farmers, ag innovators, and investors to talk more about the Rural Business Investment Program. We've had lots of
2: challenges in agriculture and in dairy in
3: particular,
8: headwinds of all sorts. And so anytime we can have a breakthrough technology, it helps people prosper. That's what we want to be investing in and give
2: opportunities to. In Congress, we are going to be working on the next farm bill this year, and this will provide us an opportunity to to revisit this program, which was actually created back in 2008, I believe, in that Farmville, and update it to make sure that we're meeting challenges of today.
3: According to Senator Baldwin's office, last fall, the Rural Business Investment Program reached $1 billion in private capital commitments. With the investment program, the United States Department of Agriculture licenses newly formed for-profit developmental capital organizations as rural business investment companies. For the Midwest Farm Report, this is Carrie mess.
0: Thanks, Carrie. One of the reasons why Isomark Health was at a dairy farm is that they've received investments from Cobank through the Rural Business Investment Program, and they've developed technology that dairy farms can use to detect bacterial and viral infections within 30 seconds before any visible signs happen and help reduce fatalities and medical costs on the dairy farm. So again, a lot of technology that is now starting to pivot and move toward uh, production agriculture. Thanks, Carrie. Another event that was going on yesterday in downtown Madison, the Wisconsin Farmers Union Rural Lobby Day, and our own Charity Seebacker was there.
10: This is Charity Seebecker with the Midwest Farm Report reporting live from the Wisconsin Farmers Union Farm and Rural Lobby Day. Currently, I am being joined with Darren Von Ruden, who is the president of the Wisconsin Farmers Union. Darren, can you tell me about the history of this Rural Lobby Day? When did it start or why?
6: The history really is about uh, 12 years ago, we started our Farm and Rural Lobby Day because we felt that uh, some of the issues that we want to talk about uh, weren't being represented through other methods of getting to and speak with our state legislators so we started the farm and rural lobby day because we do have a lot of rural members and of course rural communities our farm communities too and just wanted to make sure that that we could get that representation down here at the State Capitol
10: what has come out of these days over the years any key legislature items that this has helped pass or bring forward things like that that you have seen in trends over the years
6: Yeah, certainly over the last couple of years especially on the meat processing side our members uh, actually formed a task force within Wisconsin Farmers Union and put forward some proposals that we brought down And as part of that, um, over the last couple of years, there's been quite a few dollars that have been put out in grants for small and medium-sized facilities to expand their production and also get some more meat cutters in through some of the things that are happening down here at UW-Madison in the meat cutting school.
10: What are the key priorities that you're bringing forward now, today, and why?
6: So uh, water issues is a big one. It's been there for a while now. And certainly the governor has been talking about water issues uh, for both of his terms now, And uh, as we need fresh, clean water to support not only the dairy industry, but pretty much every facet of life that we have here in Wisconsin. That's big that we keep that clean. Climate change issues. We really want to be a part of the solution as farmers and not uh, always being accused of being the problem. So working on that and then also uh, antitrust issues. Uh, We're seeing more and more consolidation within all facets of agriculture, whether it's uh, stuff that you're buying or stuff that you're selling. We have less people to buy from and less people that are buying from us. So want to see that improvement on that too. And certainly the Department Department of Justice has been working on it, but uh, sometimes the funding isn't there for them to actually do their jobs. So in a time like now, when we do have a $6.6 billion uh, surplus in the state government, you know, maybe we should be looking at uh, improving some of those mechanisms and putting the dollars where they can be most effective. Can you take me through what the day looks like? Yeah, so we're going to try to get to as many offices as we can. Um, We don't have members in every county and every district in the state, but we're going to cover probably two-thirds of the state with our members and uh, start out this morning at 11 o'clock with a couple of speakers and then uh, Senator Balwig gave us uh, some comments on what's happening in the Senate a committee and then uh, we're going to be starting to uh, meet with our elected representatives to talk about the three issues that I mentioned earlier
10: can you touch on some of the things or topics that Senator Balwig may have brought forward that align with the Wisconsin Farmers Union
6: uh, certainly uh, and one of our members asked on egg tourism it's a big issue uh, something that more and more of our members are getting involved with as we're seeing that as being a mechanism to bring more dollars back to the farm and uh, something that they're looking at going to be uh, looking at too and how do we make sure that uh, you know all participants can actually have their facilities open for tours to come and look at. Uh, there's both uh, local issues and some state issues that need to be addressed there to make sure that uh, you know the, the businesses can be businesses.
10: What are the next steps then? You're here at the Capitol talking with these lobbyists what is next then after this? What is the work that you guys continue to do but also the people you're talking to here.
6: Yeah, certainly making sure that they, you know, if they commit to something, we keep them committed to that process. But this is the first conversation and hopefully we'll have more conversations, whether it's coming back to Madison or when they come back to the districts, they have those conversations, phone calls, emails, you know, all those things that we can keep in contact with our elected officials to more or less hold their feet to the fire and make sure that they're working down here and doing what's best for the state of Wisconsin.
10: Once again, that was Darren Von Rudin, president of the Wisconsin Farmers Union. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.
0: Thank you, Charity. So like I said, everybody on the team fanned out yesterday to keep you informed on what's happening as far as these conferences and farm gatherings, more still to come. Well, yesterday in Chicago, as far as our markets were concerned, barrel cheese finished a penny and three quarters lower at 170. 40 pound block cheese on Wednesday, up three quarters of a cent. 203 and a half, double A butter, that dropped four and three quarters cents to 237 a pound. This morning, we're mixed in overnight trade. December corn up a half at 601 and a half. November beans are down a penny, 1373. The July wheat. Up a half, currently seven fifty four a bushel. The February Class Three milk closed a dime lower, eighteen forty four a hundredweight. March milk closed two cents lower yesterday at eighteen sixteen a hundredweight. That's just a quick update on where the markets stand. More farm news from Dairy Strong coming your way.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngkey.
8: Experienced electricians come join our team. Here's Dan, a commercial journeyman for EverReady Electric.
6: Family company, they take care of people, they take care of their workers. There's a lot of benefits to working for EverReady, including the fact that when you work on your education, they do reimburse you for that time. They're very good about sick time and very good about family.
8: Competitive wages, great atmosphere, great benefits. Apply at EverReadyElectric.net for all your electrical needs. We are EverReady.
9: You know who tells a great story? Our Tom's Auto Center customers, like Blake, who recently gave us a five-star review. It reads, I appreciated the emailed estimate and text message communication about the repairs. Thanks, Blake. Schedule your appointment. Tom'sAutoCenter.com.
6: We'll make sure you get five-star service. Tom's
1: Auto Center. You're the getter fix, get done to get you going, guys. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's.
8: Everyone dreams of that one special day. I'm not talking about a wedding day, a push present, or a big anniversary. I'm talking about a special day made just for you. Maybe you paid off the mortgage, finished a marathon, left the dork who couldn't see you for the amazing person you are. It's different for everyone, but it's a day that needs celebrating with a custom piece to bring a Mona Lisa smile to your face.
6: William
4: Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler.
1: Here's a crew perfectly comfortable using Baylor twine as a belt. This is the Midwest Farm Report.
0: Hey, I wanted to remind you, Dairy Strong continues today at the Monona Terrace Convention Center. Last evening, they had their recognition banquet, and their advocate of the year goes to Jim Degani. He is uh, the owner and operator of Darlington Ridge Farms in Lafayette County. He uh, started his farm in 2008, and it's grown to 2,800 milk cows and over 2,000 acres of cropland. Jim Daganji from Darlington Ridge Farms in Lafayette County, recognized last evening by the Dairy Business Association and uh, Dairy Strong with the Advocate of the Year Award. Congratulations, Want to keep the theme dairy this morning. Joining us this morning, Andy Fulman, our dairy broker analyst with EverEgg. The EverEgg crew definitely on hand at uh, Dairy Strong. You know, one of the things we focused in on in breakout sessions yesterday, Andy, is how the global situation when it comes to consumer products in general, which of course includes dairy, is changing a little bit with inflation, recession, becoming a global conversation. Tell me what's going on with Europe. They are the ones that seem to go toe-to-toe with the United States when it comes to trying to break into export markets with cheese. What's up with them?
5: Yeah, good morning, Pam. I appreciate the time. Um, You know, last year, I'd say, you know, one of the bigger reasons why we were able to run as high as we did for as long as we did was, in short, Europe was unable to supply themselves. Um, they didn't have enough milk. They didn't have enough cheese. And you know, I think the cure for high prices was high prices over there. And what ended up happening was you just started to see, you know, some pushback on their end. That started to translate into some extra cheese. And you know, there, there seems like they're bringing some of that extra here. Um, you know, we're hearing about prices as low as a dollar sixty equivalent. You know, from you know European imports. And it, it, you know, it's. It may not seem like a lot in the grand scheme of things, but we export approximately 80 to 85 million pounds of cheese per month. And so, if you bring an extra call at 5 million pounds, and you take that range down from you know 80 to 85 down to let's say 75, 80, you know now you're talking about an extra 5 million pounds that could potentially come to like the CME, for example. Mm-hmm. Again, 5 million pounds in the grand scheme of things doesn't sound like a lot, but you bring an extra 5 million pounds to the CME, you're talking about an extra call it like 100 loads. Um, it's a lot of cheese.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
5: that extra marginal amount that I think could make a difference there.
0: Uh, What type of cheese are they bringing, Andy, when you talk like that? You said if they bring it to Chicago, then I've got to think that it's just that uh, processed, pasteurized cheese. You know, here in Wisconsin, we worry if they start pushing in with specialty cheese.
5: Right. And so the the, the idea is that, you know, for example, we're hearing about Gouda coming in. Um, You know, while they don't trade Gouda at CME. You know, if you're a domestic processor, for example, and you know you get some pushback from a client, that says like, "Hey, I'm getting it, you know, significantly cheaper." Um, you know, uh, you have some extra capacity. Where's that milk gonna go? It's gotta go. It's gotta run through the plant. You know, if you don't have an order for it. And CME cheddar blocks are trading at you know two, you know, two dollars, two ten. It's been pretty range bound here for like the last, oh gosh, it feels like a while now, mm-hmm. but like six weeks. Mm-hmm. But, you know, let's say, you know, you get a 210 bid at the CME, you know, hey, I can you know flip the block plan on and, and, you know, let's let's make some blocks and bring it to the CME because we're not we lost that, you know, that domestic order for yeah. the for the special product.
0: Well, now let's talk a little bit then about that inflation recession and how consumer buying patterns are changing. Are we noticing that on let's start with domestic? We can talk world, but I'm more curious about what's happening right here in the United States.
5: Sure. No, uh, I, I say people's buying patterns have changed a little bit. You know, you're seeing a little bit less restaurant traffic, not a ton, you know, but grocery store sales have been good. And, you know, one of the interesting things, too, is that folks seem to be, you know, uh, buying more like frozen pizzas, for example. So, you know, I'm not going to say cheese is entirely recession proof, but it's definitely it's substitutable to where you start to see, you know, I'll give you an example, like instead of going to a sit-down restaurant, more folks may be going to like a quick service restaurant. And then, and that may put some pressure on some of the specialty, te- you know, table cheeses is, you know, one way to put it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you think about some of the more, you know, like a barrel cheese, for example, you start to see some demand pick up for that, especially with its price so it's discount, you know, to the block market. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, it's, it, it, like I said, it, there's been some changes necessarily, but you're still seeing you know, good, I'd say, overall demand. Uh, the way it's been characterized to me so far this year, it's good. It's not great.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Again, Andy Fulman's along with us, one of the broker analysts with Everag. You know, that's the kind of pattern we also saw during the pandemic, uh, Andy. You know, people consuming at home but not necessarily going out. Let's talk a little bit about other products that play into the overall price that dairy farmers are receiving. We don't talk a lot about nonfat dry milk, but that is a major Commodity on the international scene. I know that everybody's been talking about how China has not been engaging as much as it did in the dairy complex. What's happening with non-fat dry milk? Yeah, it's, it's
5: been on a bit of a downward slope here since, oh gosh, I want to say like September of last year. So it, it traded up to around, I'll look at $1.85. Um, it's, you had quite the class four price last year when you had, you know, nonfat in that realm and then, you know, butter at $3.20 and both markets have since, sl- you know, slid lower. I, I mentioned nonfat because, you know, to your point, it's a it's a really good barometer for the international space. You know, we, you know, Mexico, for example, is a big, you know, customer of our so to speak, in terms of importing our nonfat. So as, you know, you see, you know, a, a pretty consistent slide in the price of GDT, um, which, you know when i say that i mean that there's sessions over the last couple of months but actually this most recent session we started to see some stability in price and so you know we're seeing some trade in the futures market and the teens haven't seen that in a while mm-hmm. when i say teens i mean 118 119 um not seeing that completely reflected on the cme cash market but um it's getting pretty close but again when you start to talk about those teen prices um, I think those start to become pretty attractive for the international space it just it, um, it's, it's a it's a big break from what we've seen you know since call it uh, summer of last year.
0: yeah well you know I, I guess on the upside if we're going to try to compete at least it sounds like freight and uh, ship availability is in a better position
5: Yeah no it's um, it, the, the export bid is it's it's a big moving puzzle so to speak right to your point freight, Um, you know, price, what's the rest of the world doing, whatever futures market's doing. Um, But, you know, to me, it just seems like, you know, we're moving, we're putting ourselves in a position with respect to price to start getting more competitive again. And we certainly have the relationships to do it again for the cheese point, from the cheese front, we've seen exports have a pretty steady growth and, you know, 80 to 85 million pounds of cheese per month. That's a lot of cheese.
0: Yeah. Do those relationships still really matter? Andy, I think sometimes we get so caught up in the numbers, we gloss over that.
5: I think it does. I personally think it does, and I think it's been reflective. And you know, I started in two thousand and eight, two thousand or early two thousand and eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think you know what we've seen out of you know, like Oceana for Cheese, for example. I, I think it's been tremendous growth. Um, so yeah, no, I, I think I think it all matters.
0: Yeah, good point, Andy. If people want to get a hold of you guys, how do you best suggest uh, they do that?
5: Uh, you shoot me an email. Uh, my email is A is an Apple, J is Jack F is Frank at ever.ag. You can also visit our website, just uh, ever.ag.
0: Yeah, excellent. All right, buddy. I so appreciate it. I know I kind of caught you off guard, uh, but you have the goods that we need as always.
5: I appreciate it, Pam. Thank you for your time.
0: All righty. Excellent. Andy Fowman joining us live this morning to keep you up to speed on what's going on as far as the markets are concerned. Again, like I said, specifically relative to dairy and that kind of conversation will continue again today. Dairy Strong on again for day number two at the Monona Terrace Convention Center. And I do want to remind you, our staff is uh, going to be Posting uh, different conversations you want to catch up, go to midwestfarmreport.com. You'll see the complete podcast listing right there for you to tap into, and then you can hear the whole conversation. Have a good day.
1: We're getting put
0: out to pasture. Food, water, shelter, and nesting are all vital to attracting birds to your backyard. Multiple food sources are also helpful. Shop a wide variety of feeders, waterers, and bird food at Blaine's Farm and Fleet to keep your feathered friends happy and healthy all year long.